We're letting the ponies out of the barn and kicking off another day of Sooner Sports Talk. It's time for the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. Hit the guys up on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Now, live from the Palace in Piedmont and the Brown O'Haver Studios in Norman, here are Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Da 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 da. Tis the season to be jolly. Da 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 da. Don we now our gay apparel. Da 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 da. Tell the ancient Yuletide carol. Da 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 da. La 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 la. Da 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 da. The hit from uh, around the world now, Deck the Halls, Bob Stoops. Um, I still want to know, I want to know if Coach has heard that yet. <laughs> if he's mad over it. Uh, <laughs> part of me, it, well, there's a thought that it would be very in the vein of uh, Teddy and Tyler to play that type of thing for somebody that they know. But I think that possibly the one person that Ted would be afraid of uh, doing something <laughs> like that to would be uh, A, Bob Soups, to Jerry Schmidt. So those would, right. those would be the two. Um, that thing is uh, so stupid. I, I mentioned to you during the break, Norman North actually used that yesterday for like their school announcements, the video that they put out for like the weekly school announcement. That led off the uh, video for that. So congratulations to the uh, Timberwolf students who had that stuck in their head uh, all day yesterday. Uh, I was cracking up when they sent me the link to that and said, hey, look at hers. Because I was trying to figure out why I was being sent the Norman North School announcement video yesterday, but it was because they let it off with the uh, Bob Stoops deck, the halls. Uh, By the way, uh, John hates it. Uh, John has just texted me, listener to the show. Uh, He hates the Bob Stoops song. He lets me know it every time it plays. So wait, is that which is that the John that used to work here? It's the John that will not sit in this seat now that I've been si- si- uh, sitting. Oh, in okay, in that yeah. case, yeah. there we go. Oh no, <laughs> the the version two of this that Toby picked out, like I don't even know where he found this version. But all I can think every time it plays, all I can think about. Is the dude that tweeted us the meme of Jay Z with his glasses on bobbing his head? <laughs> Jay Z bobbing his head. There you go, John. There you go, John. Uh, <laughs> oh, welcome back. It is the T Row in the Morning Show. Yeah, whatever you text in, uh, complain about the show, not wanting to hear something. Oh, that's, a, that's a really, yeah. that's a really good way to make sure that happens. A bad idea. Again. If you really like something, complain about it because then we're going to uh, hit on it even more. So, 
That's the secret to that. So if there's something you really like, don't compliment us. Uh, insult us about it, and then we'll continuously talk or play it. Uh, play it. So um, there you go. That was actually requested on the uh, text line as we started the show this morning. So there's your long-distance dedication. Uh, we mentioned Caleb Williams there. It is uh, interesting what's going on with him and how it appears his timetable is going to be a couple of weeks here to see what exactly. I don't know. Maybe his connection with Jeff Lebby. Maybe his connection with Brent Venables. So well, where did you read that? Because I, I didn't well, see that at all last night. Plank and a few others are... have told me that that's what they're hearing his timetable is. Well, so I thought I read that it was he was waiting to see, feel it out until after finals and then make a decision. Which the well, it's another week away, I guess. Is yeah, so maybe I'm uh, extending it a week there when I'm saying a couple of weeks. Me, it's just well, weird that finals is the end of this. Like this finals week. is this week, right? So, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're if not going to make a decision until next week, well, but maybe his finals are over today or tomorrow. May, like you know? I, I could, uh, yeah, that could mean that it could go into next week, possibly. But it also, it could be as soon as like Saturday or the end of Friday, and it be a Friday news dump. So, you know. Which I think there's Friday, some that believe if it's he's a gonna, Friday news stump that makes me believe that uh, he's coming back to OU because that's what we've seen more than anything from OU. Oh, uh, that's no news dump. Just announce it, and the whole world will, uh, the whole city will celebrate. You know, Norman will go nuts, and there'll be Christmas parades and stuff for Caleb Williams. Yeah. There'll be master ceremonies. Uh, I, I appreciate that he's taken the time to think this out and try to figure out what he wants to do, and and I, I do think he's given the new coaching staff the benefit of the doubt, say, hey, let me see what they're about, rather than just bailing. Um, I, I guess it's just strange for me because of what we're seeing in college football right now. Well, like it, There are eight or nine quarterbacks in the transfer portal that are good names mm-hmm. or solid starters. Yeah. You know, we we make fun of Bo Nix and kind of hammered on him yesterday and stuff. But uh, you know, Adrian Martinez, Bo Nix, uh, Spencer Rattler, Slovis, Rattler, Dylan Gabriel, Dylan I mean, Gabriel. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of names yeah. in the portal right now, and um, so I guess I appreciate that he's taking the time to kind of decide here and not rushing to something and then regretting it later, like maybe coaches do. Um, but, man, it's just such a strange, changing world that we're in in college football right now. And I don't know, like, as a coach, I don't even know how you figure out what direction you're going year to year now. You used to could be on a two-, three-year plan with guys and kind of know I'm set with this guy. And in some, in some situations, you're going to still have that. It's not like Bryce Young is going to bail on uh, – Alabama, you're going to have certain guys that stick around at programs for two and three years. But And I guess the players are the same way. The way the coaching carousel's gone this year, the players can't trust the uh, coaches either. But you're looking at now with the transfer yeah, portal. If Lincoln Riley's any indicator, absolutely. Right. I mean, you're looking at the transfer portal now in that situation. Year to year as a coach, you honestly really don't know who you're going to have on your team. You could sit there and have a guy that you think you're developing and 
you're doing good things with and that you're, you've got this plan for him and you see him where he's going to be in a year and a half, two years, three years, and maybe that plan's not good enough for that kid. And he thinks, well, the grass is greener over here. I'm jumping. I don't like the slow build you've got me on. It's just, and in some situations, it's not even that case with these quarterbacks. These are, a lot of these guys are starting quarterbacks that are jumping from their schools. Yeah, and used to the only thing that you had to worry about with a starter was, is this kid going to prematurely jump to the, to the NFL? NFL the one year early, yeah. And maybe a year, maybe two years if he's a redshirt sophomore, and that's your only concern. Like, we've got this kid on campus. He doesn't want to have to go somewhere to have to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, it, the transfer portal has completely changed the complexion of uh, the college football landscape. It, it it's it feels – I don't know what it is that they can do to change that either because the, the toothpaste is already out of the tube. I don't know how it is that you put it back. I guess you could put regulations that a kid can only transfer X number of times and maybe that fixes it to where – Okay, you have uh, one free chance, and then after that, you're done as far as uh, the transfer portal goes. I don't know. It, I don't know what an actual fix is, but it's it, it's completely different from the college football that we knew just five years ago. Yeah, no, they're drastically different, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know as a coach how you plan year to year. I mean, I guess it's just— I mean, you remember how big of a deal it was whenever— the grad transfer rule mm-hmm. came into effect, and and, and OU's. I'm I'm sitting here talking about this. OU's benefited a lot from this. The grad transfer, the the transfer portal, uh, portal. Um, OU's benefited significantly from it with guys over the last several years. I mean, we've seen it, especially the grad transfer situation with receivers and some other guys that they've gotten in here. You know, a few years back, so Jalen Hurts and Key Lawrence, and so it's just. It's got to be frustrating as a program and as a coaching staff to think you've got a guy and that, man, this guy's going to be legit for us for two, three years. And in some situations, it's not even about playing time. It's just they decide, yep, yeah, I'm moving on. I'm going somewhere else. And that's that's the case with a lot of these quarterbacks we see in there right now. Because like I said, they're starters. It's not like they're not getting their opportunities. So it's just kind of crazy. Well, and it's – it's also guys possibly like there's two things that they're chasing. There's they're chasing opportunities that'll boost their draft stock. Mm-hmm. So that's that's especially somebody like a Dylan Gabriel type of situation to where he's going to try to find like one school to where he can just have like a massive year like Matt sure. Corral just had. Right, absolutely. And to be able to boost his draft stock. And also, it, he's probably in the same situation where he's looking for a school that can possibly give him a shot at a college football playoff this next year, too. Which, I mean, UCF possibly would have an outside chance on that still. They would have to, it, oh, much, like, much like Cincinnati <laughs> this year, much like Cincinnati this year, I mean, right. you would have to have a lot of things go right for you, but it's not out of the realm of The UCF's been one of those teams to where, like a Cincinnati, the last four or five years to where they've been the non-Power 5 that has stepped up and uh, been at least in the conversation for a period of time. So, 
those are the two things that uh, guys are chasing in the transfer portal. Oh, portal well, sure. Yeah, I get what they're championships chasing. Championships and draft stuff. I'm so. not getting on the kids. I'm just saying how difficult of a process it yeah, makes it now. And, and like I said, it, it's not just – And Brent It's not the kids being, uh, you know, unloyal or however you want to yeah. put that. I mean, look at the coaching carousel this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, Venables touched on this quite a bit, too, when he – had his introductory event yeah, is yeah, that, that he didn't. his most important job is going to be recruiting, not necessarily new recruits, but recruiting his own players. And the fact that that is a ongoing thing, and it's not something that you just stop doing once a kid is on campus, which a lot of coaches, that was the case for a very long time in college football. You got to, uh, got to sell the school and, Hope that they're uh, there for those reasons of being at Oklahoma more so than what particular coach it is. That's hard to do. It's hard to do in today's landscape. Uh, Randy, I see you there. You will be next up out of the break. You can hop in as well. Rod Polston, tax line, 405-329-9000. Text the show. Air Comfort Solutions, text line, 405-651-3439. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call Drake and TJ here with you today for the T-Row of the Morning Show. Here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. This hour of the T-Row of the Morning Show is brought to you by the great people at Saxon Realty Group. Check out Terry and Jackie Saxon's one-time listing fee of $8.99 whenever you're selling their home, your home with them. That discount, it's going to save you thousands of dollars in listing commissions that you would have to pay with any other realtor. But Terry and Jackie, they just get it. That customer service is the most important thing, and saving their customers money is the thing that is the most important thing when it comes to their realty service. They give you the same great realty service that you would get with any other realtor, but Guess what? They are saving you thousands with that $8.99 listing fee. Give them a call, 405-361-3380, or visit saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. You want to weigh in on the show, 405-651-3439. A lot to get to here, TJ. Uh, OU Architect has a recommendation for a Polish dish. Oh, what do we got? Pierogi. You can buy frozen ones at uh, Walmart. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, back when the days when I was a Schwann's man, we sold pierogies. Oh, the Red <laughs> Baron. Uh, next up, text line. The longer Williams takes to make the decision only benefits him, and depending on his decision puts OU in a portal search very late. Th- that's the problem with it. Like, you want him to make the decision – because you want to know if you're going to have to be going out and finding a quarterback, and, and maybe that's Gabriel or whoever it is, but if he takes too long, guys you thought you were waiting on or, or might would go after 
could have already made a decision because they don't want to sit around for a week, week and a half trying to decide what their future is based on the decision of another guy that may or may not leave. So, yeah, you hope that that's not the case if he takes, you know, two weeks here, whatever it may be. Just a couple more because Randy's been uh, patiently waiting through the break. But uh, says here, when will Schmidia give – uh, arrived to start workouts. Can Stern Sports TV televise his first uh, workout? Uh, Pay per view. Yeah. Um, there won't be any unless he had something over the weekend that he did. Uh, he didn't have any workouts this week because they weren't going to have any during finals week. Correct. I believe that's right. And at, I don't at, know. at least any like uh, big organized it. Like they might lift and stuff like that, but uh, they're not going to have like a. Big exhausting workout. That they'll probably. He's come not going to come in and kill the guys post uh, pre bowl game. I don't yeah. think. <laughs> They're already short on a lot of players. You can't have uh, Schmidt come in here and wear dudes down before the bowl game and have guys on the sideline, uh, you know, in sweatpants because <laughs> he broke them down before the game. Uh, and finally on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, uh, in response to our pointing out that the more that you point out that you hate something, the more <laughs> likely it is to come back. Andy says, I hate TJ Speed Days. Please never do them again. <laughs> well, I think you got your wish there. Yeah. I don't think we ever do it again. Randy in Missouri. What's going on, Randy? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, doing well. Hey, I, I absolutely hate uh, Debbie Downer's first thing in the morning, but I'm, I'm going to be one. Is that okay? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you stole my first point. With Caleb, you know, sitting on this decision, uh, I, I just got a terrible feeling. We're going to be sitting here in a couple of weeks. And Caleb's heading to USC, and we uh, are looking at a portal that's green. But anyway, I, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, second, you would hope second he would thing. make a decision this week. I mean, you don't. It would be really odd to be heading in a week out from the bowl game and him still be a part of this and going through practices, and then all of a sudden decide I'm walking on these guys. Unless it's just the yeah. ultimate, just middle finger to go with Lincoln Riley and well, like leave them completely unprepared a few days out from a bowl game. The, That's why I think it's got to come within the next day or so. Maybe I'm misplaced in this feeling, but I feel like had he. Made, if he was going to make the decision to go to USC, he would have left already. Yeah, that, so that that I agree with that. So that tells me Lincoln Riley's not his deciding factor here. I, I wouldn't think. That's not to say that he won't still end up there. Uh, but I I don't think that Lincoln Riley is the ultimate decision for him. Otherwise, yeah, that's an easy easy choice, and he would have been gone, you know, a week and a half ago. My my second thing, guys, that I. I don't know if this is true or not, but I had heard on one of the message boards, I don't know where it was, that Kane, Odom, and Tibbs are coming back to coach the defense for the bowl game. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, so apparently it's in their contract uh, the way that it, I guess the way – I don't know if this is at all schools, but yeah. it's I, in their contract. They come back the week of help with prepa- uh, uh, preparation and coach in the bowl game. So they're, I guess they're gone right now recruiting for I their other schools. Wasn't Roy Manning one of the – wasn't he supposed to as well? Uh, I believe so. I think all of them, yeah, yeah. that have uh, have left are coming back for that one week, which is also very odd. 
um, that you're out Isn't recruiting for another school. What's that? Isn't that a disaster waiting to happen? That, that's why it's strange to me. Um, but that that's you know that's the word out there is that they're coming back to help with those preparations in the final week and then Which, coach the game. That that all possibly could change. Sure. If if Brent Venables has a staff that's completed between now and the end of this week, possibly. So maybe that's something that changes, and that's just the plan that's in place as of right now. A worst case scenario if the staff isn't complete. I don't know, but. It, it does feel very strange to have a bunch of guys that are going to be working for a different blue blood program and <laughs> coaching and handling your players for an entire week and uh, being in the ear of a lot of those players would be the biggest fear if you're an OU fan. Guys, I'm very fearful of Caleb going to USC, and I don't want Jamar Kane hanging around him for a week. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, saying, well, hey, Being Lincoln influential over him. Lincoln can pay you that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. anyway it is very strange. On One last thing, guys. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm like most Sooner fans. I, I find Mule Shoe despicable at this point. But I think i got to give the guy credit. Because I think he saw this Texas NIL, AMN, A&M uh, NIL machine coming down the pike. How the hell are we ever going to get alignment when Texas is signing seven top four and five-star guys? We, we try to recruit these guys, and then they're going to ditch us for 50000 for alignment, an extra 100000 just because you're going to UT. And, and we're saying, well, come be part of the family. Well, hell with the family if you're going to give me 150 grand. Right. Well, so, being part of the family, but OU's, put, every, OU's putting stuff in place for NIL deals, and um, I think some of that will come. But now, whether you can compete with the likes of A&M or USC, you're right. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a discussion going forward. They've had a long time to do it, and they haven't done anything. Yeah, is my point. And I think maybe that was the point Lincoln had. Also, even the University of Arkansas. Had an NI deal uh, for their offensive linemen. Can anybody say that our offensive linemen got a penny from the NIL so far? Or maybe a free dinner from a quarterback? Um, I don't remember any signing anything that I can think of. So, and not that I'm aware point, I'm sorry, of. Taking all the time. My last point: How would you like to see Boone Pickens in this NIL era? Oh, oh goodness gracious! Would have been lit. Yeah. They would have been lit. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll see you. Now, the NIL deal is, like I said, we're in a crazy time period here between the transfer portal and coaches. Um, there were high, high-profile coaches that left their universities this offseason and jumped to other places. And the coaching situation of what we just mentioned in the bowl game and coaches coming back to help coach because so many guys have gone to so many places – uh, you know, Sean was texting me, you know, Levy's going back to Ole Miss to coach them in their bowl game. It's just everything is changing so rapidly. I think everyone's trying to grasp how do we go forward with this yeah. in all these different areas. I mean, it's I all colliding at once. I remember coaches leaving, like an OC leaving, like the – the first example that comes to mind is like Dan Mullen and Charlie Strong both took head coaching jobs before that 08 national title game when Florida played right. OU. 
both of those guys coached and were coordinators for that Orange Bowl still. That's that feels very different than like the Levy stuff is weird to me too. Is it feels very different to have Jeff Levy, for instance, be the offensive coordinator for Ole Miss in their bowl game and where are they are they in the sugar bowl? Um I believe that's right, yes. They're in one of the upper tier ones. They might be the Peach Bowl. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they're, they're one of the upper tier. They're ones, one yeah. of those the New Year's Day Six Bowls. Uh, e- either way, to have him take a job as an offensive coordinator at another school, but do the offensive coordination for a game—I guess that would be the way to put that—in uh, a bowl game for the school that he's leaving. It just feels weird. Well, it's one thing too to have Mike Stoops take a job and come back and help yeah, out that's for, for a game. Yeah. 15, 20 years ago, he could still be in the ear of certain guys, young guys. Yeah. Lose a year, come sit out with me. Now it's like, yeah, come play with me right now. Well, I mean, the, the, yeah, like the Trey Bradford kid who, yeah, actually leaves LSU altogether and the LSU coaching staff is still text messaging him and ends up back at LSU. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's just, it, it's a weird situation. So, uh, we'll take a timeout. Continue with your text and calls. It's the uh, T-Row in the morning show on The Ref. We'll tell you about Bowl Mania, how you can participate in that. You only have another uh, uh, about 48 hours or so to sign up for that um, as bowl games will start later this week. So get your entry in. BSB, I see you there as well online too. We'll get to you out of the break. Back after this on The Ref. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at Also, in discussing all this, I don't believe any of this is for the betterment of uh, college football at all. Get off my lawn, grumpy old man. Take there. BSB's online, too. What's going on, Boomer Center, baby? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Enjoying the show. Fine. I uh, tried to stay off, but something I keep hearing on the on the, your lines, and I just think, is uh, if people will think it out, the last place I would expect Caleb Williams to go is USC. You know the old story, uh, fool me once, shame on me, fool me once, shame on you, or you and twice. Fool me twice, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I meant Lincoln just bailed on the kid uh, middle of the season. And I, I really put a lot of faith in Caleb's dad. He seemed like he went through the recruitment as a very intelligent man and handled it very intelligently. I, I would think Lincoln is their last choice. I mean, the way they team was I get treated. You, I, I, mean, I, get, I get the angle you're going with there, and I, I don't argue that. Like, I wouldn't trust the guy at this point, but I don't know what no. their relationship is or where it was left, you know, 
as Lincoln it took that job. I, I would I would think there was some hurt there. Sure. So I I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, I just but it's a off. business, and if they think Lincoln is the best to get them to where they want to be, which is probably in a playoff, winning a Heisman potentially, and being a high first-round draft pick, and they think that's what's best for them, they'll get over that and, and head to USC if that's what they feel is best for them going forward. So, well, But I, get, I, get, I completely understand what you're saying. He could have done it this year, and he bailed on him. Yeah. He could have he could have got him to the Heisman Hall this year, and then he didn't do anything the way the Heisman worked out. He was right there. And then there was obviously there was no emotion in the games anymore. And the second thing is, do you feel that the way the NIL is, we have not gone to what the NFL is. We've surpassed it. Because at least the NFL has a draft, and you're going to that team. Maybe you're getting paid, but you're going to that team. Right, you're under now contract, and you're going to stay with that team for you know X amount of years. Or, a, unless you're John Elway. It's a free-for-all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a free-for-all, and here's what else I think is going to happen. We're seeing who the kids are that's all about me and not about a team. I mean, these kids that are signing for the NIL contracts, they're not signing for the team. I, mean, I just think that's the world you live in now, though. That you're very rarely going to find the Danny Stutzman of the world that are just, you know, true to their school and this is where I want to be. And you'll still have those guys, but they're getting harder and harder to find. Well, my first thought is, if I'm an offensive lineman, I'm making fifty thousand a year. I don't really have that much incentive to go fight my tail off in the next game. I mean, I'm thinking about what am I going to do and spend my money after the game. <laughs> yeah, when you're 18 and 19, that's I, that, I, that may be the case with some of them. I mean, it, it just depends on what the kid's goals are. I mean, if he's looking at possibly fifty thousand is nothing compared a, a to the dollar figure they're wanting. The yeah, NFL yeah. Draft. I mean, they're yeah. after much bigger dollar figures than what we're after. Uh, BSB. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I do think there's going to be some real problems when, and I'm not. Look, there's already piece. problems. I mean, you, what we joked yesterday about the car dealerships and having to basically like uh, Spencer Rattler like roll back up to the dealership drop and the drop off the keys. I mean, it's it's already a mess in certain situations. You got the Miami BYU situation being looked into for the oh uh, the granola bar or whatever that company was that BYU signed with, and then the the gym that Miami signed with, and it's just basically a paper uh, play situation where. Tweet out a couple of words, and I'm sending you cash. I mean, it's guys. I got to ask you this: Put yourself at A and M's shoes. Now, how quick is it going to happen where the government gets involved? You got fifty thousand dollars going to every offensive lineman in Texas, and it's being paid for by a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Think about that: a nonprofit organization is paying them. Yeah. Uh, that means there's just a group of guys throwing money in there to pay them. There's going to be a, a they're they're going to look into this a lot. There's going to be a lot of kids that get into trouble because they don't recognize, you know, if they don't have proper representation and stuff, they're not going to know how to handle taxes. And there's all kinds of angles with this. Yeah. So, 
but when I heard a nonprofit organization, I went, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is going to get this is worse than the hey, Wild West." Uh, there's one program that I don't trust in all of this and how it's going to be handled. It's Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, they'll end up. I know the University of Texas will end up blowing it up. And, anyway. and Texas, up. Uh, you know, either one of them universities, you've got to kind of keep a close eye on them. Absolutely. They'll mess it up somehow. Yeah. They always do. Take care. All right. See you, man. Uh, let's get Sean in here. What's going on, Sean? Hey, good morning, TJ. How are you? Well, if only there had been people saying bumper sticker solutions to complex issues create unintended consequences. If only somebody had said that, like, I don't know, you or I. Right. I mean, all the people screaming, we got to pay them, pay the players. Well, here you are. And it does. It just doesn't work in the linear way that they thought. And so now, and and he and some of the people are right. It's it's happened quicker, and it's happened quick. And you're destroying the goose that laid the golden egg. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have a ripple effect throughout, you know, the entire athletic programs. The one thing I would say though, too, on the NIL. What did the memorabilia company actually get out of giving a million dollars to Quinn Ewers? That, well, that's that's my question with that that contract because it what? was a three year contract. I don't know with this being a marketing company if they were solely based out of Ohio and everything was centered around Ohio State, or if they're a national company and this just transfers with them to Texas. But, I have no idea. But, but it may. But what do yeah. they get out of it? I mean, what did what did I mean? Have, did you eat more chicken this season? Um, no, but any advertising is good advertising. You know how people look I, at I that. Agree, so I, that I marketing that. company, while I can't, I can't tell you their name. I'm sure there's a lot of people around that follow Ohio State that knows exactly who that company is and what contract they signed him to. And you know, well, I think, well, perhaps they got means, business out of it. I don't know. You know, I don't my, know how my, many footballs, many helmets he sold by right, signing that well, deal. And my point would be, eventually, when you're not getting a return on these investments, that will go away. That's business. You know, it's still not going to filter down to every player. I think the gentleman's right on a nonprofit being involved. We'll see if this actually pans out. But the reality is, it's the stupidity we all have of trying to act like there's simple answers to this stuff, and there just aren't. There's no people don't understand how the NCAA works. They don't understand how football has always been separate. They don't understand that there is no governing body in college athletics. Mm-hmm. And even if there was, there's nobody to quote unquote negotiate with in order to put rules in place. We've always just kind of had this house of cards where history and tradition held it together like bailing wire and duct tape. And it worked, you know, it worked. But now we've stripped that away because we want to we want to make statements and feel superior and feel good, and we're going to see we're going to see what happens. I think we're only a year or two away from having what you have in the NBA, which is ten college kids get together and go, "Hey, let's go to Hawaii, make them a champion." Right. So, but I but some of this will take care of itself. But the reality is, like I said, I don't know what you do. You cannot be forced to re-recruit your entire roster. They turned around, and instead of having yearly scholarships, they said once you sign, it's a five-year commitment by the university. So 
they got that. Well, now you have to still you have to re-recruit your entire team every year, along with getting a new class. You cannot have a draft because you can't make an eighteen-year-old go to college somewhere. It's right. not like the NFL. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't force a and kid to go to Tennessee. And the yeah. only I would say we're going to get rid of the early signing date. That's another that's, one that they didn't see the unintended consequences. They're they're of. seeing uh, the yeah they're seeing that that's been a train wreck, right. and I think that is going to go away quickly. Like, Maybe as soon as next year. Yeah, that that's been two trains colliding yes. in the last two years. Right. Yeah. That that but at the end of the day. Are you going to have to – and I don't know how you enforce this because, again, there's no collective bargaining agreement and there's no collective entity in charge, really. You're going to have to – but you're going to have to do something where if you sign a scholarship, that's like a contract and you have to stay. Right. Or – but then you get into, well, then can I trade college? I mean, again, we opened up Pandora's box, which I, some of us knew was going to happen – and it's been an absolute chaos from a from a stability standpoint for programs. Now, for some people, it's probably been good. I mean, and really, when you look at the amount of kids playing college football, the vast majority are staying in play. Sure, they are. But, yeah. it, but it's but it's a disaster. And again, we're going to wake up in ten years and college football be gone as we've known it. And, as and we've known it, yeah, be, yeah, and the product. But as the, if the game's gone as we've known it, are eighty thousand still going to go watch? It's a good you question. Know? I mean, anyway, I know you. I know you got to yep. run. I appreciate the time, right. guys. Appreciate Thank it, you. Sean. There are some that you know. The changes have already turned them away. It's a small percentage, but it's a uh, it's a lot of different things colliding at once that everyone's trying to figure out. How it, how it all works and how do we make this work and how do we do it to where we're not sitting there year in and year out having to completely restructure our roster. Um, it's wild to think about. We'll take a timeout. 405-651-3439 on the text line. T-Row in the morning show on the ref. Back after this. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Final segment of the second hour of the Zero Morning Show here on the Home of Tudor Fans, The Ref. If you're looking for a great realtor out there, realtor, realtor, realtor. Uh, check out the great realtors at Saxon Realty Group, Terry and Jackie Saxon. Uh, unlike NIL deals, there's no gimmicks, no fine print, no extra listing costs whenever you sign up with their one-time $8.99 listing fee. Just uh, the only gimmick that you'll get from that, saving thousands of dollars in money. In the listing commissions. So give Terry and Jackie a call. They can help save you money and they'll give you the same great realty service that you would get from any other realtor out there. Give a call at 405-361-3380 or visit saxonrealtygroup.com. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Lots to get to here. A few people responding to Sean. Great. Love to hear Sean toot his own horn on the air. Uh, 
Even the NFL has a salary cap, none in college football, so go figure. Uh, can you please start the bumper music as soon as Sean starts wow. bumping? I, I wow. guess that's the uh, Oscar treatment of uh, the music off the stage type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, how about the Golden Globe announcements yesterday and they decided to use Snoop Dogg, who doesn't know how to pronounce any of the nominees' names, including Ben Affleck. I think that was that was the, that was the point, right? I guess. At least it was for me. I thought it was. It made it even more entertaining. <laughs> so, um, as much as I cringed listening to Sean, I don't think he's far off of what uh, will come for college football. Sad day. Uh, yeah. Um, cap the NIL at fifty thousand dollars per player. That's plenty of money for. Well, that's a the thing. Kid. Does a cap come eventually? I I think at some point it does because I mean you had Saban talking before the start of the year that. Bryce Young, obviously he went on to win the Heisman Trophy, but before he had taken a snap, was going to be a seven-figure player. Well, look at uh, Quinn Ewers. Had done nothing. Literally. Absolutely nothing. Hadn't even taken a snap in practice, and he signs a three-year multi-million dollar deal. Mm -hmm. A few more to catch up on here. Uh, Brandon Drum said he's uh, this is talking about Caleb Williams. He's playing in the bowl game, and they'll make a decision. That's after see, that. that's what I've heard some say that he's going to wait until all the way after the bowl game, which makes no sense to me. So, like, if you're considering going somewhere, why would you play in the bowl game? Why would? It's the same thing as to why Osamo and some of these others aren't playing. They don't want to risk the injury. So. And if you're Brent Venables, why do you want to – you need to have a commitment from a guy going into this to say, yes, I'm playing in the bowl game because I plan on being here to the, next year. I'll be in spring ball. I'll, I'll be there for the season next year. Like, it makes no sense for him to play play in that bowl game and then move on the next day. Like, I don't get that thinking at all. So, that yeah, would be because, really frustrating. Because he could, like – and this is worst-case scenario for him – he could – Tear up his knee in that game. Tear up his knee, and then you're left with him on the scholarship, despite the fact that you may have known he was bailing on you the next day. Right. So, I don't know. That's a weird situation there if he does that. I feel good about Caleb Williams. Why would receivers come out of the portal to have Ralph Rucker throw to them? (laughs) Uh, Rettler and Stogner at South Carolina now with Beamer. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about that. Now, uh, good luck to him. Wish him the best. You know, I hope things turn around for Spencer Rattler, and he has a, a really nice season with him. So. Um, next up, let's see. Now Norman North is using the song. Was hoping my royalties would come in so I could stop working at Barnes & Noble categorizing books. Have a great day, Boomer Sooner. That's uh, M.O. Sooner. Missouri Sooner. Um... No, I, 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 that was the message I sent back to the guy that sent me the link, uh, Missouri Sooner, is that will be 6000 whatever, how many dollars in royalty fees. I have not received the check yet. This is not making us the money we thought in the, uh, in the beginning. Even though it's number three right now on the all-genre iTunes chart, we have not seen a penny for it. Hour three coming up next. No, you're not alone